933 and joining me now for our master gardening program our master gardener Harvey Hess. Hello Harvey. Good morning. Harvey and I know you are busy getting ready for the Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener plant sale which is tomorrow morning. Yes. And I have been to, uh, in fact, I was out, got some things. I have a lot of rhubarb that I'm going to sell because there's a, somebody had planted a lot of rhubarb out at the lake house. And we've got some in, you know, Mankato. And there's only really so much rhubarb you can use, but beautiful yeah. rhubarb. I've got oregano because oregano is a perennial and it likes to spread. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of made my clump a little smaller and I'm going to share the joy with somebody else. <laughs> and you know, the other thing about oregano is it, it repels certain other insects that don't like the smell, which is kind of nice thing. I always usually grow uh, different herbs and just uh, scatter them different ways in the, in the, in the uh, garden. Yeah, because they attract good pollinators and sometimes yeah. repel certain other yeah. ones that you don't like. Yeah, especially, and then another one is marigold. Oh yeah, that's a really good one for... I love marigolds. <laughs> yeah, everybody does not like that smell, which is why probably a lot of insects and things that you don't yeah. want in the garden don't yeah. like it either. But I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I know you don't like petunias very much. No, and that's not one of my favorite flowers. We've talked about that, but you know, now they've got the new Supertunia Vistas, which produce and produce and produce. And I, I bought some more, I, and I am planting them in my containers because a lot of times people, which you may have had the experience, toward the end of summer, they kind of go blah. Well, and then they, they scatter so much. I mean, they keep growing on, on take up space all the time. And well, the, the super supertunias kind of form mounds, which is... Well, then th- that would be better. Yeah, and the other thing is uh, these are the special hybrids. They're called the Vista variety, V-I-S-T-A, and they don't have seeds either. So not, um, sadly, they don't reseed because I wouldn't mind it, but they don't get out of control then. Well, Beverly used to plant them in, in between my roses, and then all of a sudden they're taking <laughs> over everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what have you uh, been doing, and what are you getting ready for the plant sale for tomorrow well i'll have tomatoes that's usually what i bring uh and then i'll have uh, peppers okay i'll have uh, sweet bells some hot peppers and some ornamental peppers this year and now can you eat the ornamentals or are they yes you can but they're very hot right most of them oh, okay now i i have one uh, ornamental pepper that is sweet really yeah it gets it gets it's like a cherry tomato about that size and um i've eaten one it's fine okay now ornamental peppers how big do those peppers get well they're they're usually um oh half an inch to an inch long so they're just pretty though yeah and most of the time they stick straight up okay so you have a whole bunch of that that stick straight up all the time and what colors do you have oh they they come in red yellow and something like that i do have one that's um, a black ball oh it's like a ball uh, I do have some of those too. And I know you work with your sister Norla Hess, who is also a master gardener, and she's mm-hmm. going to have probably, I'm guessing, coleus at the sale. I think some coleus, yes, and probably some uh, herbs. And yeah, she did last year. I know she yeah. had some herbs I got from her. The other thing I got is a lot of uh, jack in the pulpits. And of course, that is a native that you generally find in the woods, and you're not supposed to just go dig them out of the woods. I got mine at the plant sale uh, a few years back. And they like to multiply, given the right conditions. Right, I I, I do have some down in my woods. They're beautiful, uh, aren't they? And I got one. My mother did uh, dig some years ago, dug them out there and brought them up behind the house. And there was I see one there this year. Yeah. And then I had usually have a one or two out in the grove too. I I had one, and now there's 
maybe more than 100. <laughs> <laughs> so I've dug a bunch up and I'm selling them at the, the plant sale so others can have that joy too. And a lot of other folks will bring native plants. I know our Barb Maher, one of our master gardeners, she's got a lot of native grasses and flowers and things like that. And it, it's it's mostly perennials is what it is. Right. Except um, for you'd bring the vegetables, which I, are... Yeah, I bring and a few other people bring a few other vegetables and stuff, too. And some people bring bring house plants. Yes, that that's possible, too. And the other one, a lot of people bring canna bulbs, and about now is about the time you want to get those in the ground for your canna yeah. lilies. And I think they sell them really cheap, like a buck a, a, a root, which is really reasonable. I've never never sold any because I, I don't have them. I have a few. You have to dig them up every fall. Yeah, I have a few just for myself, but... Uh, I don't have any extra ones, and and then uh, um, I was going to have some dahlias this year, but I had a problem with mine keep them over winter. Oh, really? Did they? Um, well, I I goofed last fall uh, uh-huh. when I dug them out and I, dri- I washed them off and then dried them and I was going to leave them dry just for a day or so and then mark them because mm-hmm. I can when they're dry I can use the mar- magic marker and put a on number the bulbs, on them. Yeah. And I left them for three four days and they started to shrivel. Oh, too dried. Yeah, too dry. And I stuck them in some uh, wetter peat moss and stuff. But uh, some of them came through okay. But I lost uh, one container of mm. about three of them. It just dried up completely. And now I had kept. I had uh, well. I had three dahlias. Two I got from you last year, and then one that I had. I got from uh, another place that was a purple. I didn't really think it was that attractive, so I didn't really care if that one died. But I think the ones that I got from you. Um, Are there's okay. one. Yeah, I had the three three um, that I brought in over the winter, and one has come back. And so I'm anxious to see which one it is because you gave me a beautiful one that was all white and one that was all yellow. And I think they're the dinner plate ones that are as big as your head. Yeah, that's uh, that was probably a Kevin Floodlight and um, uh, I can't think of the other one now. But uh, yeah, I uh, and I I do have some dinner plate ones and then I have a little. Um, Miniature ones, they're only the, they only get about inch, two inches across so the flower. So they're the little, little teeny heads. The sil- sing- single petal ones, and then single um, mums uh, type. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have some of those too. But yeah. So the so we'll just to give you details. You're saying what plant sale is this? Well, it's the Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener Plant Sale. It starts tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Uh, at the Caledonia Club, it used to be the Curling Club, mm-hmm. and it's just behind Walgreens and. Uh, by Madison East. Yeah, but my, my Ad- Madison East. Uh, right by the ball field, too. Yeah, yeah, the Franklin Rogers Park. Uh, yeah. And the doors open at 9, so no early sales. No early sales. <laughs> the doors don't open till 9. <laughs> and bring an umbrella because I think it's going to be raining. And, yeah, it sounds like it. And some people bring their own. Uh, we, we try to, you know, have boxes and things, but if you want to bring your own containers, containers or things, yeah. because sometimes if you get a lot of stuff, which some people do. Well, the tomatoes I got this year are really big i started them too early mm-hmm. and now they're three f- three feet four feet tall some of them are blossoming already okay so, so they're not going to stand so you want a box or something that you can lay them in right and the, the thing with tomatoes say well why would you grow a three four foot tomato well the thing is you when you get that tomato anything that's that big you bury it as deep as you can well uh, yeah i got uh, couple of people got some tomatoes for me already this year and, and planted them mm-hmm. and I said well it's way too early but they they dug them in about a foot mm-hmm. and then they get they wherever they're in uh, in dirt they'll start uh, 
rooting. Right. You and take so the, you got a lot of stronger plants. You pinch off the, the leaves on the stalk all the way up to the top, leave the top one, yeah. and then you bury that, and then where those little pinches are, that's will start new roots, and that's yeah. really gives them a nice base. Well, it's, it's all, if you look at the um, stem, it's hairy, mm-hmm. and that's where your uh, roots. Uh, roots come. Um my the roots are already. I got them in uh, peat pots. Okay. So that and that's you leave the peat pot on there. Don't want to take the peat pot off. Mm-hmm. Roots are already going through that, and oh. now th- they're just a mass of roots oh. that are laying in my uh, flat. And then I put water on them and keep sure. them watered. I, I they they seem to grow so much faster this year too. That I because I didn't start them that early. Well, was it your because you have them in the greenhouse or? Well, I th- I think it was two things. Uh, they usually um, really make a difference in the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. But I think I was more um, um, sure of watering them. Regularly. And Sometimes, you know, if, if they're in there and it gets hot, uh, they lose. And you go in there and they're all wilted right. down. Mine never wilted this year. I was uh, I kept them wet so they didn't wilt. And I think maybe that was one reason why they grew so much faster too well he's you know I, I, it was lovely for a while but well now soon. you tried some different we talked about your soil experiment because last year harvey had a disaster where a lot of master gardeners did using a specific type of a seed starting uh, m- uh mix a seed starting mix and it for some it's, reason things didn't germinate or just some of them uh, th- some didn't ger- a lot of them didn't germinate some that did germinate were very weak mm-hmm. and they get up uh, you know you don't want to transplant them until they got two of their their uh, regular leaves on the real true leaves yeah. true leaves and uh they died before they even got those and so i was i had about i figured i planned 150 seeds of three of three varieties uh, and I think I've got, I ended up getting 24 out of them. Mm. And what I, the only way I, I could save them is because when I just, they were up, I took them out of that and washed the um, uh, roots off as much as I could. And then I put them in a, a different uh, soil. And then, so that's a lot of uh, lot, a lot of rigmarole oh, uh, to do to you know. Yeah, but I I was able to enough save enough for myself anyway. Yeah, yeah. So this year you've got a few more, and and you know the other thing the plant sale I've I've got a lot of good ground cover things you can put on the ground. I know Barb in the past has had mm-hmm. iris and and things like that, and I had a beautiful iris blooming. I think I got from Barb or from the plant sale. Uh, a couple years ago, the most, it's so dark purple, Harvey, that it looks almost black. black. Oh, and it smelled so good. It was out yesterday, <laughs> and I just, just melts my heart just to see that, the beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, uh, the, the tomatoes I got, uh, most I have is a Better Boy. That's that's my standard. And that's a popular tomato. one for people, yes. too. And it's, uh, I've always found that to be about the best. I probably will have a couple of big boys. I do have some yellow um, are they like uh, yellow pear shaped almost? I've got t- t- two different ones. One is a, a like a medium one, and then a, a yellow pear, which is a ch- kind of cherry uh, yellow. Well, I know that I got the pear from you last year, uh, the yellow ones, yeah. and they grew and grew, and they had so many, I didn't know what to do with them. I mean, <laughs> one plant makes enough for an army. Yeah, you know, this is what you find when you you have uh, grape or uh, small tomato. Uh, t- 
Uh, Smaller, yeah. They they are real. Prolific. Just about every one of them are prolific. They grow. They got got long lines on them and stuff. And it it if if you get one, you'll have enough. Yeah. You, do, you don't need more than one, and, and usually plant. You mean, yeah, yeah. one plant. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, I'm going to get a couple, one for each, each, uh, you know, each garden at the lake house and in, in town, so I can munch on them when I'm out yeah. there or here. And then I'll have a whole bunch that will, will, you know, go to seed later, and I'll have all <laughs> a lot of baby plants. Hey, you know, one thing I'm doing this year, um, and I know you're a farmer, so you've probably done this, is plant a cover, cover crop in my big garden out at the lake because the soil there isn't necessarily the best. Uh, it's kind of worn down. This is not my raised beds, but the mm-hmm. other. So I planted a cover crop of peas with oats. Yeah. So it actually comes in a bag. It says cover crop of peas and oats. So I scattered it, basically, and it's probably, oh, about 20 feet long by three feet wide and it's and then i put straw over top um you can buy straw in bales that are so compressed harvey it's like the equivalent of five bales yeah and i'm like twelve dollars for a bale of straw my dad would roll over in his grave but it was so tight i mean there's a lot of straw and it's clean there's no um, weed seeds in there so i sprinkle that lightly in the top and i've got this most beautiful oats and peas coming up now harvey and yesterday i planted another what I call a cover crop in another part of the garden, which is buckwheat. And apparently that's another really good one. You mm-hmm. let it grow so tall, and you don't actually harvest it. You you um, When it gets so tall, you actually um, till it under, and it adds nitrogen to the soil and just really good tilth. Uh, the, the same thing that you're talking about, I, I got a neighbor that uh, uh, helps me with my park and stuff, and he has uh, some land there, and he has a... Um, um, plants for deer and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and that uh, he usually plants soybeans and peas and then corn. Uh, uh, he was out there yesterday. As cover crops corn. or just a for a, a food plot? Oh, okay. But the same thing. Yeah. But it, it it's uh, you know it, that's you use a cover crop. He uses it as a as a um, food plot for deer. Sure. Well, yeah. I I've been trying to. <laughs> Get rid of the the deer. <laughs> oh, you know, living in town, I didn't think I'd have a deer problem. But yeah, oh, they're they they um when when they're not controlled or anything, they've they get used to people and stuff. And oh, they're not scared of you. Yeah. 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 So except out there, um, I, when I go down on the trails just for a ride and stuff like that, uh, not very often do I see them. And once in a while, I come around the corner, there's one there, boy, he takes right off. But don't you have those trail cam camps so yeah. you can see what's going on? Have you yeah. seen anything interesting on those lately? Um, I don't have mine up. And, oh. and the neighbor didn't, didn't uh, tell me if he sees any. He's got some up, but okay. not all of them yet. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting. What else are you uh, doing right now? Anything particular? You well getting I'm, ready to put your da- uh, dahlias out because it's been, up until now it's been kind of cool. I've I've got all my dahlias in pots. In pots, uh, okay. yeah. I'm I usually start them in pots, and so they're bigger when I put them out there. Um, it's really too early to plant a lot of flowers or anything like that. Uh, your cold crops can go in, but. Uh, because they're talking about some very low temperatures. Well, we are talking about getting down to 38 uh, yeah, you know, in the next few yeah. days. Which, And then after that, I think things should warm up. I actually yesterday uh, planted my window boxes out at the lake house. You know, the, the ones, they're, they're in mm-hmm. like the core, uh, core, I think it's how you say it, C-O-I-R. The core, yep. which is, is kind of a... 
a material that's made of um I don't know what the what is it exactly yeah I don't know what it's made out of but either. yeah and but so it's it's uh, it it forms the 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 shape of the outside but what I know about those is you know if you have those in a hanging basket you can get those core um liners i guess you call them yeah. liners and the thing is you water and everything just kind of runs right through so i did that the first year and it takes too much water so what i did was i actually with the um the window boxes i've actually sewed in some uh f- fabric uh some weed uh cover cloth cloth oh, yeah so it, the water can still get through but it doesn't just rush gush through landscape fabric yeah that's <laughs> That's yeah. Kid. Yeah, landscape fabric. And, and this one I could sew in because it wasn't the plastic. It was sort of a more of a cloth one. And that seemed to help. The other thing I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is a good scientifically proven, but I thought, well, I'll try it. It says take some big sponges and put them in the bottom of your um, container, your, your window box containers. And then so when, you know, it just doesn't run through, then it'll just soak there. And then when the plants get thirsty, if it dries, they'll have some place to take the water out. So I bought... Uh, four really big fat sponges. They were like a dollar ninety nine for two, so they weren't very much. And then I put them in the bottom of those those mm-hmm. um, window box planter deals, and I'm going to see if that helps or hinders. I don't know. I've never heard of it before, but it makes sense because they do uh, soak up water, and they would give it off again. Roots will go right down into them, I would think. Well, that's what we'll find out. Last year, okay, Harvey, don't don't get embarrassed. Don't turn red or anything. Last year, I used. <laughs> I use the um, the women's products, you know. The <laughs> <laughs> well, I had finish your story and then I'll have one. <laughs> okay, so I use the women's product because, you know, I'm, I'm older. I've gone through menopause. I don't need those products anymore. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do with all these? So I put, put all the women's um, panty liner, the things, on the bottom of the the, <laughs> the um, window box or the containers, and in, including my hanging baskets that are core and, yeah, well, they seem to slow the water from running running out, and I thought, well, why not? You know what makes a, a good a tie? A lot of times on uh, my um, peppers, they get so big, I'll put a yeah. stake by them, and then I'll tie them to it. Yeah. Pantyhose. Oh, works, yes. That works the best. I've uh, used pantyhose to stake a tree that was, you know. Yes, it, it, it really works. I've got a, a grandson-in-law. Uh, that lives up in the cities, and they they came down there, and he wanted to plant some uh, um, a hedge type thing. But anyway, he planned, and I said, "Well, it's leaning over." I said, "There's some pantyhose there. Go and tie it up to there." <laughs> he would not touch Wouldn't them. Wouldn't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't no. going to. He was. He, he found some rope or something, but <laughs> but they, they do. Uh, well, plus uh, they don't cut into the tree because they're right. the material. They're, it's a little. It's stretchy. It has some give. Yeah. Right. And right. So, but it it, it ties easy because it, it, yeah, it, two two knots and it stays. And I um use some I, I usually uh in my raised garden beds I have these laths they're like um, laths that I staple together to make a grid. So mm-hmm. I have a square foot each square foot. Well, I ran out of uh, staples, so I found some pantyhose and I tied the boards together with that. And I thought, well, why not? Yeah, it works. Yeah. I mean, that, that's good thing you, when you're gardener you have to be resourceful yes <laughs> yeah that's always helps uh let's see what else am i going to have oh um did i mention about the peppers uh, i'll have uh sweet bell peppers and hot peppers and um ornamental peppers no there's habanero and there's jalapeno do you have one of each of those or and i know it, there's something on that scoville unit with the grim reaper being the hottest ever you don't have that one do you 
I got seven plants. Different kinds? Reaper. You do have those really hot ones, the Grim yeah. Reaper, because they're, I mean, something like more than a half, one and a half million Scoville units, the, which those is... Those are the hottest peppers that are a Guinness Book of... World Records. Wars. That lists them as the hottest in the world. Are, right are you selling those, some of those? No. Oh, you're, you don't have enough That's, to sell. That, they all blo- they belong to my uh, grandson-in-law. Uh, okay, the, so they are the ones that want He them. wants the hot ones, so he Ooh. wanted them. I will be planting one in my garden, and my daughter will be planting one in St. Clair. Okay, uh, to see just for Because he wanted some, so I ordered some. Well, I had forgotten that my son-in-law had gotten some last seeds last fall uh, from someplace in Germany or something. They were supposed to be the Carolina Reaper. And uh, I forgot about them, and he said, well, did you plant some of mine? Oh, no, I didn't. So I had planted five, I think, uh, the first time and now I got another four okay and he wants he wants all of them well good for him is he going to use them <laughs> he uses them yeah for what salsa and oh, that kind of stuff oh I think gosh. he likes the hot stuff and he must I've got uh, one guy that goes to my church and I'm just waiting to get some of those hot peppers to give to him he likes things hot and he never con- never confessed that I get anything hot enough for him so okay so we'll, we'll see, see. <laughs> uh, the t- true test is, is, is yeah. coming yeah and then I have a lot of um, I have a lot of coleus uh, but you I do too do from seed do you yeah, plant I, I start all mine from seed because your your sister Norla starts them a lot from cuttings. yes that's the difference and of course then when she has some cuttings it's the same thing I started with seed, and they're always a lot different and right, stuff. Right, because the cutting is true yeah. to the plant that it comes from. But I have quite a few of them, but the uh, uh, granddaughters up in the cities, they come down, and, and I said, take what you want. And so I end up with what's left, and, and usually it's quite a few anyway. Now, your was it your granddaughter is trying loofah. How are those plants coming along? Those are loofah. It's like the sponge, which is kind of a gourd, I guess, but it dries out into to what the you sponge. use for sponge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five of them, I think, and, and she took one back up to the cities. Now I got four left, and I think uh, one of those is going up to a granddaughter in uh, Duluth. And now, so I have three I'll plant in the garden now and see. So you, uh, I've the, never had them before. How, how did they grow? Were they easy oh, to come they're off? They're a vine. They're a vine. Okay, so they were. I'm going to plant them against the fence. Okay. And let them grow. Yeah, it's just, but they're they're looking good. Uh, I started them too early because I thought they they said it takes a long time uh, growing to complete their right. cycle. And and so I started them early, and I had some nice plants. Oh, they looked real nice. They're about four or five inches tall, and then all of a sudden here comes the spike out of the middle of it, and uh, I got a hold of my granddaughter, and I says, now, are these plants or are these vines? <laughs> right. Well, they're vines. Oh, oh sure. You're going to need and, a lot of space. Oh, I had them in, I had them in uh, one flat in my uh, garage, and they were tangling up, and they were getting on my <laughs> wires, and, and so I separated them all, and I got one in each flat, and I took them out to the greenhouse, and, and, <laughs> and so they're just in the flat, and if they want to curl around, that's fine in the flat, but they're not going to go anyplace else until I can get them in the ground. You know, that that is the thing about plants. You really have to know how big will they get because when you start them in the ground, they're so small. Yesterday, I planted 60 gladioli bulbs, and I was um, surprised 
how close you can put them. They say put them two to four inches apart. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I thought 60, I'm going to have this big space. But I fit a lot in just a small space. I didn't realize you could grow them. And why is that? Is it because they... they help each other stand up because sometimes they get tall and will flop over or uh, uh, it depends uh, i had a guy that, that a friend that used to grow them and sell them and stuff and he always said he planted them deep uh, i never got them i did four deep. inches is what i put them yeah but that's but that's supposed to be yeah, about what it is but a, a lot of times uh, i have used a, a fence or something around them to hold them in place. Oh, you do? Okay, because I just planted um, them at the end of the driveway. Maybe I'll have to put a little something around them. Well, when I have mountain garden, and uh, the other thing is I, I sometimes have put a fence around there because the deer love them too. Oh, they do? Oh, they'll eat oh, them. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have told me that because I <laughs> would have probably bought them had I known that they were deer. Well, I, I used to make, I uh, got some fences that I use as PCV pipe. Yeah. And uh, chicken wire. So it's as high as the chicken wire is, I don't know, 20 some inches or something like that. Okay. And then I'll have four foot or eight footers, and then I'll, I'll put them around there. And then I can always stick um, uh, something through the wire t- to hold them in place from oh, sure. flopping then too. Okay. Yeah, I've done that and when I have time. Yeah. Well, uh, when you have a lot time. of work. Right. Yeah, I know. Well, I I tell you what, they were on sale at a big box store trying to get rid of them, and they were like $2.50 for 30 And I thought, you know, even if I treat these just as annuals, because gladioli are the kind that they'll be beautiful for the season, and then if you want them to come back next year, you have to dig them up and replant them. Mm-hmm. And I thought for $2.50 for that many, I'm just going to use them as an annual and see how they go. Forget, forget it. Well, uh, I had one glad that took a prize down at the Blue County Fair one year that overwintered in the garden. Beverly, oh. it was a, a dark one, and I, I see that out there when I was mowing. I, I asked Beverly about it. She said, I didn't plant any in there. <laughs> oh, no. But it, it, was, it was a big one. It was dark. All the hmm. florets were on one side, just as straight as Perfect. an arrow. Oh, it just it was a beautiful one, but that had overwintered over. Well, that, you know, Dusty Miller is another thing that we grow here as a, uh, annual mm-hmm. and for some reason one of mine I had a whole bunch of them um, but one of mine is coming back from winter so for some reason I, I don't know and that's how you sometimes you get um, new high new plants is that you'll find one that's really extra hardy and then you'll start to breed from that one so it came yeah. Back. yeah well I, I've had Dusty Miller come back oh you have okay yeah. this isn't from a seed though I could tell it's like from the root so maybe yeah yeah but yeah. but not reliably come back so no no yeah well, Harvey, I uh, tell you what, we want to see everybody. Are you going to be at the plant sale tomorrow? Oh, yeah. So if you want to meet Harvey in person or meet me, I'll be there, Karen Wright. And Barb Lampson is not going to be there because she's at her her granddaughter's college graduation, so she won't be there. But I think she's got stuff, plants and things she's brought. I, w- I will be there. Um, you know, I, I turn 80 this year. You do? Yeah. I thought you were only in your low 70s. No, I'm, I turned 80 this year. Oh, my. And so I use a walker, and so I can't stand a lot. But yeah. I'll have helpers there, but I'll be there to boss them a little bit. Yeah. Very little. <laughs> Harvey's going to supervise. He'll be by all the really, really tall tomatoes and things. So yeah. Come and meet Harvey in person, and I'll be there. So it is tomorrow, starting at 9 o'clock at the Caledonia Used to be the Curling Club, which is, as Harvey mentioned, right out by Madison East, behind the Walgreens there. and Right by the ballpark. Yep, Franklin Rogers Ballpark. And it used to be the Dairy Queen. Now is, a, I think, Mathnasium or something. That yeah. area there. Doors open at 9. I know a lot of people get there early, bring their own boxes and things. We'll try to have some there. But uh, we try to have things grouped in, in 
segments like vegetables and house plants and native plants and you know yeah there'll be some signs up and, and stuff i'm sure i will have signs up uh, my sister's making signs for the peppers oh good because i've never had ornamental peppers before okay and so i had a lot of them this year so i thought well i'll sell some of those down there too yeah and so to keep them separated because you, when you got a, a pepper plant you don't know what it is unless, right you don't know the color yet and i have ha- jalapenos you do. I got a whole uh, tray of jalapenos. I might want to get one of those too, Harvey, because I'm thinking of making some salsa. And I know you're getting me, you don't have these for sale, but you're getting me a Peter Pepper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you just plant one? Red red Peter. Red Peter Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I only planted one. I I thought I'm, I'll plant one. Where'd you I'll... get the seed then? Just one seed? No, I got a package of seed. I think there's five in there or but something. But you... <laughs> But when I seen the picture of what it is, <laughs> I wasn't going to give it to sell to somebody till I see exactly what it is well, first. Well, I'll try to make it grow, and we'll see what it looks <laughs> we'll like. take and, some pictures of it. And see if it tastes good, too. All right, yeah. thanks, Harvey's. We we'll hope to see you tomorrow at the uh, Caledonia for the Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener plant sale. Thanks, Harvey. Uh, good. Thank you. Yep, bye-bye. It is two minutes past 10, and you are listening to A Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU.